Hey guys, this is Matt from WDW Happy Hour. We just wrapped up the most recent podcast episode. We had a great time. I'm sitting here. It's a beautiful spring day in Pennsylvania. It is not Walt Disney World or Disneyland, but I'll take it. It's starting to warm up, and that makes me happy. Um, we had a great time recording this last episode. Um, four of us had a quick weekend trip to Walt Disney World this past weekend. We got to do some of the Flower and Garden Festival at Epcot, which was really cool, so stay tuned for that. Um, I also want to give a shout out. Um, thank you to all of our listeners who took the time um, between now and our last episode to write us some reviews and rate us on iTunes. I greatly appreciate it. Again, if you are enjoying the podcast, please take uh, you know 30 seconds to a minute of your time and, and write us a nice review on iTunes. We would really appreciate it. Also, if you are not already, please follow us on social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest. Hit us up. We're easy to find. WDW Happy Hour. We should be the only one. We're the only ones. WDW Happy Hour on social media, so hit us up. So I think that's it. So without further ado, sit back, take a seat at the bar, and enjoy episode number 28 of WDW Happy Hour. It's WDW Happy Hour here. I am Catherine, and I am joined by my fellow podcast members. I've got Holly, Rob, Scott, and Matt around the table with me today. Thanks for joining us. We have an exciting trip review coming up. Um, but first, we're going to start it with Topping It Off, where we pick a Disney drink to feature for you, our listeners. And today, my husband, Matthew, you're, you're up for Topping It Off. That's me, and <laughs> I am. Uh, I am going to be traveling over to Disney's Animal Kingdom to a place that we've what? mentioned. What? Yes. <laughs> to a place that we've mentioned before on the podcast and we will be speaking on later in this very episode, and that is the Nomad Lounge. Um, it's in Discovery Island, just outside the entrance to uh, the very new themed land Pandora, World of Avatar. And I got a drink there that was really awesome, and it's called the Annapurna Zing. And what's in that is Bombay Sapphire Gin, which is my favorite brand of gin, if you must know. Passion fruit puree, mint, simple syrup, and lime juice topped with ginger beer. So as you can tell from the ingredients here, it's very simple, I mean, very similar to a, uh, a mule. Um, except a mule typically features vodka, but obviously there's a bunch of variations. Where it differs from the uh, mule is the passion fruit, passion, geez, I cannot speak today. The passion fruit, puree, which gives it obviously a fruity, more sweet uh, taste than a traditional mule. And I thought it was really good. It's a nice, refreshing drink. Why didn't I try that? You had a sip. I don't think Why I did. Why did I not remember him getting I know. That? I don't remember that I either. definitely tried it. You did? Mm-hmm. It was good. So it did happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, no, it, it occurred. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not fabricating this. Definitely got one. And then I... Uh, fake news. Then I had... Yeah. Yep. And then I got a congaloosh afterwards. Which, What'd you think of that? I mean, I know we've already talked about that and topping it off, but... It was pretty good. It's not my, uh... I don't know if it's my, uh... Type? My type of beer that I typically go for. It's a... What is it a... It's a spiced ale. Yeah. So it... It kind of reminds me of the, um... The Sam Adams Christmas, uh -huh. um... 
beer. I forget the exact name of it. The Winter but, Ale? Winter Ale, thank you. I, yeah. Um, but the color shouldn't... Usually I stay away from beers with that color. Yeah. But it's it, as, it, to me it's actually not as spicy as it's maybe looks. On Untapped it says that it's a it's an African-inspired amber ale. Okay. And that's probably why... I think I in the description, spiced is... They use yeah, the it says Kungaloo Spiced Ale, but it is an amber ale, and I'm not too crazy yeah. about, about amber ales. And so I had to try it because it's, you know, the only place where you can get that beer. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's okay. If you like amber ale, you very well might like it a lot more than I did. It's just I'm not the, uh, I'm not the ideal audience for that. But the Annapurna Zing was really good. Refreshing on a hot day. Yeah, it was nighttime. That point, but <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying that when I had it, it was refreshing on a hot day. I'm saying that in general, if it were a hot day, you're good to go. Good. All right, awesome. So, Rob, let's talk news. Okay. So Disney announced their inductees for their most prestigious award, a Disney Legend. So they announced nine recipients that will receive their induction at the D23 Expo in July in Anaheim. So first up is Carrie Fisher. Hmm. Um, most notable, her role for Disney is as Princess Leia. Um, so the way this works is any anybody that had significant contributions to the company, whether it's through acquisitions, obviously this is an acquisition, yeah. so... Um, <laughs> And some other folks we'll get to later. So, posthumously, she will be inducted as a legend. Should be interesting to see uh, who accepts it for her, delivers the speech on her behalf. Now, this is largely because of her work on the original trilogy. Yes, yeah. Um, But it would be interesting if she hadn't had the role in the most recent first episode or first movie of the trilogy if she would have still been a Disney legend based on the purchased property. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just... It uh, has to be. It's the original. Yeah. They're building... It's not based on her role in, yeah, in Force Awakens. No. No. Well, and she's supposed to have a much bigger role in The Last Jedi, episode yes. eight. It was supposed to be kind of about her, right? That's a speculation, right. yeah. And they're saying that she's going to be in nine somehow. Hmm. So I don't know if they're going to pull a... Um, Hologram. Yeah, off target. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's so, pretty impressive, yeah. I have to say. Uh, second up is Clyde Jerry Jerome. Um, he is best known for... He's an animator uh, and director. Best known for uh, his contributions on The Three Caballeros, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, Cinderella, Peter Pan, and 101 Dalmatians. I'm assuming... This article doesn't say if these people are alive or dead. So yeah, a lot of those older ones, like, yeah. I think they probably are. Uh, Manuel Gonzalez, he was best known for his illustrations of the Sunday Mickey Mouse comic strip. I didn't even know there was that. <laughs> Did you guys know that? Back in the day when, like, yeah. like around the Mickey Mouse Club era. like It ran in 120 newspapers around the world hmm. for a circulation of more than 20 million readers. Uh, Mark Hamill. We all know him. Who that? Luke, yeah, <laughs> Luke Skywalker. See you <laughs> Yeah. Um, he had a reoccurring role on General ABC's General Hospital as well before, oh. prior to uh, the Star, uh, Star Wars. Wayne Jackson was an Imagineer. Uh, he started in October 
1965. He was the last Imagineer hired by Walt Disney, personally. Cool. Hmm. Uh, probably, well, no, there's one bigger than this. Stan Lee, uh, head of Marvel, uh, the author, the all that fun stuff. Creator <laughs> of everything. What, 88, 92 years old, I think he is. He's 90. an old dude, but he's pretty spry. Yeah. Who, who did you just say was the last Imagineer hired? Wayne Jackson. Um, because there was a big article just recently that um, George McGinnis, um, who was a, uh, an Imagineer, he just died um, a few days ago, and he, he was the last. He was one. the last Imagineer hired by Walt Disney. Maybe there was a class. So <laughs> I, I, you both get a job. <laughs> so that was, and that was I like totally. A, I it was a big news I article. Conf I confused. I read that, and I got them confused. So the person who you're talking about is not. He wasn't the last. He was an Imagineer hired in October '95. Uh, okay. '65. I was like, oh 65. boy, we're all over the George place. McGinnis, nah. George McGinnis, who just recently passed away, um, was the last Imagineer hired by Walt Disney. He was 87 I got years confused. old, and he was one of the ones that worked on the design for the Jeep vehicles for uh, the Indiana Jones Adventure. Okay. So yeah, this Wayne Jackson was. Uh, he was early development of audio animatronics. And help create Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion at Disneyland. Okay. So we said Stanley, Gary Marshall. Oh. Uh, Gary Marshall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, best known for uh, Dick Van Dyke Show, The Lucy Show, Odd Couple, a bunch of like the, just every a whole bunch single of classic television. sitcom television. Yeah. I mean, Gary Marshall is uh, a legend in TV. Laverne and Shirley, Mork and Mindy. Hmm. Yeah, he's the guy. Yeah. So, uh, Julie. Tamor. Tamor. So best known for uh, Spider-Man: Turn Off the Dark, killing all those people. Is oh, was that her? Yes. Oh gosh. Yeah, I'm actually shocked because she has a very prestigious career with Disney, but her I big mean, thing is the Lion was, King. Yeah, on stage. She, her big thing is well, is Spider-Man: Turn Off the Dark, where like two of the actors died under her watch. <laughs> I mean. She, she's had a pretty... I'm not familiar with that. Uh, the U2 Spider-Man Broadway musical. She produced it and oh, or she wow. created it. Yeah, they it. left that out of the Yeah, the little that's bottom. not in the bio. Um, but she... Um, she was the director. Yeah, she was like... Wow. Essentially, the heat fell on her for that scandal. But It was the probably the most maligned uh, Broadway show and, you know... Of all time. Yeah, it's bad. Interesting. And then finally, Oprah Winfrey, Yay. which is, I didn't know how she fit into the Disney universe. ABC. Yeah, and so a bunch of like the, the made-for-TV movies for ABC. And she's Tiana's uh, mom. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I didn't get there yet. And she's going to be uh, co-starring as Mrs. Witch and not W-H-I-C-H in Disney's 2018 film, A Wrinkle in Time. Mm. Deep. So she's probably the biggest yeah. name. Yeah, that'll be of... pretty crazy to see. So oh. Oprah, Mark Hamill, Stan Lee, Did you Harry say Fisher. Stanley? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. You were Google. Those are the biggest, yeah. the biggest. Uh, yeah, I mean that's going to be a really, really fun ceremony and plug for and us. Sad. We will be there. Yes. Um, and we will be covering this. This is one of the ceremonies where they allow you to have your cell phone. And so we'll be tweeting. This is the this is the first big. This is uh, the kickoff. Yeah, this Friday, is, July fourteenth, ten a.m. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and last year they had the surprise of Johnny so Depp. 
they Johnny added Depp. Johnny Depp. Two years ago, I'm sorry. Yeah, so, you know, they may add one, but this is so huge. But George Lucas was last last time, too, so that's a pretty... Well, the star power yeah. just isn't there yet. You know, they have to add another person. Yeah, maybe they'll... I don't know. That's I don't know who it could yeah, be. Yeah, I got but... it. <laughs> I don't know, but they could always throw someone else in. Who do you think? Who do you think could be a wild card? That I don't think that just because they did that last year means that they're oh, necessarily sure. setting a precedence. I actually don't think that they're going to do that. Nor do I, I. I can't really think of anyone. I mean, it could be anyone, really. Who do you like, Meryl Streep? Hmm. The only one that comes to mind is Harrison Ford. Oh my gosh! And if he you, came like, out all with, three of them, yeah, like yeah. you put all three yeah, of them. Yeah, why? But however, I don't think that he would want to do that in light of uh, Carrie Fisher being uh, inducted because he would not want to steal her spotlight. Sure, because yeah, Mark Hamill's being yeah. inducted too. That's the trio. I mean, yeah. that's I don't know that that's necessarily. Oh yeah, and I I'm sure he's been in other Touchstone movies, which is Disney. In Indiana Jones. Indiana. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So. Maybe he's not. He might not even sign off on it. They might surprise him for all it. Or I'd be surprised if he even goes, because like the whole point of him, if you haven't seen The Force Awakens, (laughs) I won't say anything else. But that was all speculation that he didn't really want to have further involvement with Disney. Yeah, I could see. He's a grumpy old man. Yeah, I could (laughs) see him not really wanting to be inducted as a Disney legend because just. Thinking about it, like you said, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, I'm sure they would love to have the three of them all at once. And I could, quite frankly, see Harrison Ford putting the kibosh on that. Just Although, who wouldn't want to be a Disney legend? I mean, like, that's a pretty... That company's done so much for him. Especially after seeing the um, the courtyard with the hand yeah. imprint, imprints and stuff. That's... Yeah. That seems you're, pretty... You're up there with some of the greatest in the industry. Yeah. It's got to fly to get there, too. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was going to make a terrible plain joke, but yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> well, we're really excited, and we'll be posting a lot about that when we're at D23, and we're going to be doing... I'm going to make a promise on air, so oh. we're going to be at least having some like really good content every single day when we're there. Um, so whether it's a full-on podcast or a, um, you know, even a YouTube video or something or, or YouTube or something, and obviously Twitter follow us. Um, we'll be posting a lot that week, so... So those unfamiliar with what happens at D23, there's a tremendous amount of news information, details about all Disney properties. So movies, live action, animated, Pixar. Parks. Parks, yeah. We'll get a... Disney I'm interactive a, video... Uh, <laughs> no. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. Um, obviously the Legends induction. So, yeah, we'll be flooding... All the interwebs with news and anything that we find out. And hopefully some celebrity sightings and fun things like that, too. Yeah, Yeah, let us be your source for (laughs) all D23 news. We've had some really great D23 moments. Um, Matt and I have been going the last 
two D20s. Yeah, and we, we didn't Holly go the inaugural us. year, so we just... But yeah. I heard that one sucked, so it, didn't, it doesn't even matter. But we got to see Alan Menken and Richard Sherman perform. Mm-hmm. Pete Doctor. And, oh gosh, we met Pete Doctor two years ago, and you guys met Joe Rohde outside of Trader Sam's. He was just walking around, like, in the wild. And those are the magical things that Je- happen. Jennifer Goodwin oh, coming yeah. into the Grand California. Yeah. That was a stalker-ish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking so forward to this. I haven't been to one before. celebrities. Yeah, I was. I wouldn't say that's true. What? That we stalk no, celebrities. I'm just saying. No, I'm being, I'm being dramatic, and yeah. we just were waiting outside the hotel, and she was walking in. Um, By we, we Holly mean, and I. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah, want to sep- let, me, let me clarify. I just want to separate myself from this activity. We were waiting for an Uber. Yeah. Yeah. I was on my phone texting i don't know who i was texting at the moment and then rob i hear rob that's jennifer goodwin I'm like, no what huh and then i looked up i'm like oh my gosh did you say and hi no she no, was further were, down they, she was further down they were entering the grand california it was late yeah. yeah it was it was but yeah i mean we definitely were we have sharp eyes and when the heads legend, on a swivel yeah, that when, entire yeah weekend. that whole weekend we're just like oh, who is it uh, but when the legends were announced i was like scott Great first convention to go to for real. It's that, that's a be good a... group. I'm excited about that. Yeah. I mean, as a Star Wars fan, that's yeah, that's a and, a, and a comic book fan for yeah. that matter. I hope Stanley's still alive. <laughs> uh, hang in there, buddy. <laughs> I know he's very spry. Like yeah. he, he's a he's a lively. Like he he still walk moves around pretty fast. So we saw him a few years ago at Comic Con. Excelsior. Yeah, it'll <laughs> be fun. Yes. So. All right. Next news story. Um, Magic Kingdom has new bag check and security uh, arrival uh, details. So traditionally, it's been all all of the transportation choked into one point the right in front of the park. It would get like a madhouse there between what nine and eleven, mm-hmm. um, just long lines. So there's a couple details as to where security is now going to happen. So if you're arriving via the Ticket and Transportation Center, the TTC, either the ferry boat or the monorail, you're going to go through security there. So anyone parking, driving to, and parking at the Magic Kingdom parking lot, they'll go through security at the TTC. Um, Buses, they built new canopies, and we posted a picture of them uh, on Twitter from last week. It's just a big white canopy. It's right once you get past all the bus lanes there yeah um it's right there so that's where it's right there at the end of the night like where you're looking for your yeah it's moved it's moved dramatically up closer to the buses um the boat launch so anyone arriving via the polynesian grand floridian wilderness lodge fort wilderness or contemporary via boat will have the screening done after you get off of the boat um, on the dock. Yes, on the dock. And then finally, if you're coming via re- resort monorail, the screening will be done prior to boarding the monorail at mm. the resort. So the idea is to lessen that choke point in front of the park. So now you just come in and you scan your magic band and go into the park. I know that was, I've read a few things. Disney had a major concern about something happening prior to going through bag check that that was just way too many people gathered in one mm-hmm. uh, area. That's so occurred they, to me before. I mean, it really does seem I know, dangerous. That's, 
I'm thinking of that that one time we were trying to get into Hollywood Studios. Was that in October? Prior, I think we were doing like rope drop, and it was just you had oh, you a thousand fast. people. Yeah. That like, God forbid, like it was just insane the amount of people there waiting. So I, I think I seem to think it's more dangerous outside of of the park too because people are more concentrated trying to get in. If something happens in a park, people right. are at least spread out. But yeah, that's that's good. That's definitely gonna hamper our monorail bar crawl though. I'll tell you that. That's gonna make it a little bit slower if we're trying to go around the monorail. Yeah, and it looks like they only oh. like I'm looking at a picture they have of um of the Grand Grand Floridian. Looks like they have two tables where they would do the actual bag check of going through your bag, and then it looks like they have one metal detector. So, yeah, it's it's going to be, you're not going to be able to just run out. You see the monorail coming. Oh, let's hop on. There's, you're going to have that factor in a few minutes. I would um, probably just walk if I was at the Polynesian going to the Grand Floridian or vice versa. But you're going to have to ride it if you're going to the Contemporary or coming from to the, like, the walkable. It's walkable correct. between yeah. the Grand, Grand Floridian and the Polynesian. But the Contemporary is a little out there. Yep. So, if you're going anytime soon, you'll be seeing those changes in the Magic Kingdom. And then finally, the dates were released for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. I'm not going to go through all of them. Uh, the Halloween Party starts the earliest I'm, I'm aware of, August 25th. Oh! <laughs> August 25th. That's wow. pretty early. It's so, around the corner. I mean... I can't imagine dressing up in like elaborate how hot it is going to be. Unless you're wearing like a tank top and shorts, you're going to be miserable. <laughs> I mean, we've been there in early October it's and been it's horrible. still it's still mm -hmm. incredibly hot. So, yeah, August 25th. There's two dates in August. Um and is this it ends, the earliest it ever has it started. Ha to me, that's I th I, I always thought it was after Labor Day. Yeah. Sorry, like September like seventh or eighth was yep. the first one. Which uh, even now seems early, but yeah, you know, right. you gotta at least it's like fall. I know. It feels like fall it's the right? month before Halloween. <laughs> like to me that's still summer. Like until you cross Labor Day. Yeah. That I'm not even thinking about. I wonder how those nights will be there. Like, I mean, I wonder if there'll be a high demand. I guess they'll see. But I sure as heck would not want to dress up in all. They wouldn't do it if they didn't, didn't think, think they were going to get the crowds. So then it go. the last Halloween party is November 1st. Uh, and then Mickey's Christmas party starts November 9th. So it looks like there's like an eight-day gap there. And the last one being December 22nd. Hmm. So I encourage you to, if you've never been and you happen to be down there, the spend the extra money to do awesome. it. Yeah. The Christmas is not as good, but it's still fun. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I mean, I, I do prefer the the Halloween party, but the Christmas party is still great. Matt I mean, loves that song, Text Me Merry Christmas, <laughs> that they do at the Christmas party. I, I have a feeling that they're not going to be doing the same Christmas uh, stage show as last year. Uh, I would hope not, based on the reception that they got from that. I can't even from remember. From you alone. From just me. Because <laughs> I am, you know, I'm on the pulse. They, they listen to, uh, to my reviews. No, it was so bad. I don't even want to talk about it, guys. It's April. <laughs> it's April. Stop. <laughs> One thing, the ticket and pricing information isn't available yet either. I saw that. So, we just know the dates. Okay. But kind of light news week or two weeks, so. 
I think That's we'll have a, quite a bit to talk about yeah. in our, our main topic. Um, so Rob and Holly went down to Disney World last weekend and Catherine and Matt decided <laughs> to just make it happen too. I needed a Disney trip, so we uh yeah you weren't hiding that that you decided literally it was after, after we yeah it was after that. the podcast i was like i wonder how much flights are and then i was like oh flights are pretty good um so so we won yeah we made it happen it was a very quick weekend but yeah it was, was fun same. yeah it was fun um we stayed at the dolphin which is somewhere we have never stayed the four of us none of us at this table have ever stayed at the swan or dolphin so that was the first time there. Where do you where do you rate that in your hotels? Oh, so I, really, I really really liked. It. I loved it. I loved it. It my critique with the room is it it did not feel like a Disney hotel, which I actually really liked. Like you know how when you walk into a hotel like a Disney hotel and you're like, okay, there's the bug spray, mm-hmm. there's the toiletries, <laughs> there's the like I got my standard four washcloths. Like you know, like as a Disney fan, you know what to expect when you go into a Disney hotel room but this was totally different um you did not you do not get a magic band um you do not get magical express which was kind of a challenge so Hmm. um, that's definitely something to consider if you want to stay at the swan or dolphin Mm -hmm. um but you do have bus service you do have bus service and you do get extra magic hours so I think that was good enough for me. And, and you're also walkable. walking distance between Epcot and Hollywood Studios, much like Boardwalk and the other Here's, Crescent Lake hotels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's a question for you. If you get magic hours, but you don't get a magic band, how do they do oh, that? Good. Yeah, it good is question. on your key. They okay. print a key with your name on it, and then it has the dates of your stay. Okay. So they can verify that you're staying at, at the, the Swan or Dolphin. I would say the rooms... Were looked looked outdated. They were not shabby in any way, but they looked like the style was clearly a '90s style that made those rooms. But nothing was worn out. But the amenities were were completely satisfactory. If uh, I would say that the amenities there were above average, like so, by you saying they looked um, older, just in style, but not in quality. I would say because exactly. they were high quality. Yeah, you get Starbucks coffee instead of Joffrey's huh, in your upgrade. room. Um, I think the whole like water bottles you get. Four. Oh, yeah, you yes, get. you get four water bottles to start your trip. You you get a mini fridge and two water bottles in it, and then two water bottles outside, and they're included in your resort fee per day. And then they restock two oh, okay. a day, which was so nice yeah. because this. Because this trip was so fast, usually when we go down, we like to go to the grocery store and just get like a case of water and like yogurt or bananas for the morning. Um, but this was like really nice because then we didn't really have to worry about, you know, what we were going to do for breakfast. I've never had occasion to look around though. Do they have a breakfast location or anything like that? Yes, they have a um, they have a, a, a quick serve counter service place called but the Peekaboo Lounge. It's called the a buffet a buffeteria, right? It's like a buffet <laughs> cafe, cafeteria. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah. they have uh, they have both made to go breakfast items, and they also will you know they have a pretty expansive. They'll make you omelets uh, to your choosing. I think that they have omelets. And I know I, they had eggs. They had they have like your trip traditional American breakfast affairs. You can do bacon, sausage, 
They had hash browns. They had grits, I think. Um, so, yeah, they could do breakfast sandwiches, I believe. Also and in the lobby the where bar. the bar is. Mm-hmm. The, we had a drink there once. They set that up as like a little breakfast station. So okay. they have Croissants, muffins. Um, they had yogurt and like yogurt. parfaits. So Coffee. I thought that stuff was incredibly expensive. It was way expensive. Yeah. Like, it, it was it, more it, than Disney. Uh, oh, Disney Resort. Absolutely. Like you would probably have a better budget wise to walk to the boardwalk and just get something at, at the, the boardwalk ba- bakery. Yeah. Okay. Now, it should be said that um, both the Swan and Dolphin, who are uh, the same owner, they're they're connected um, both via walkway and via ownership and company. <laughs> Um, they're both business centric hotels. You get a lot of people who are there for conventions. And in fact, there was a convention going on when we were there. Actually, the day we were leaving marked the first day of this convention. So you have a lot of, um, of business folk there. So it's kind of a different theming with the amenities and the restaurants. You are kind of expecting a higher cost, higher class type of uh, and Matt actually offerings. had to work the one day we were there. He was working. He had to do a training session the one full day. So, and the internet speed was was good, and yeah. uh, the wireless connection was fine. So yeah, which I was pleasantly surprised. So if you are, you know, if you have to work on your vacation and you know you need reliable internet, I can attest to the fact that. I was able to do video conferencing and uh, log into some virtual servers at the same time, <laughs> and I was totally good. So. And let's talk a little bit more about the Dolphin. We also did spend some time at the pool there, which I think blows any Disney pool out of the water. <laughs> I have not stayed at the beach or the yacht club, so I can't attest to Storm Along Bay, but I can say the pool at the Dolphin was awesome expansive it's huge um and it's very it actually kind of reminded me of alani with like like a kind of contiguous like it it flowed into like a standard you know square pool that came into a like a fountain area it was like a half infinity pool when you when you first step out into the pool area from the hotel and that flows into a larger pool with a overhang kind of like a little grotto that you go through which goes into another large pool area so there's really like three distinct large pool areas all with adequate seating around the areas uh, and a lot bar of staff serving mm-hmm. you yeah. okay. nice. and there were two um hot two tubs. that i saw hot tubs that were um pretty large as well so yeah we didn't even walk down that whole yeah. other part there could have been more things like where there's a slide right yeah there's a huge mm-hmm. slide yeah so we didn't even, i didn't even see the yeah, slide we didn't like. even explore all of that we kind of stayed in the one area but it's it's expansive and it's it's awesome is it a pool that is specific to the dolphin or is it shared with the swan it's the dolphin it's the okay. dolphin because in fact the dolphin pool was going down on the sunday that we were leaving and they left a little flyer that you could use the swan okay. pool. And I have been to the swan pool before. I've had a drink at the swan pool. Oh, yeah. It's, it's pretty standard. And I don't know if they might have another pool, but the dolphin pool was huge. The swan pool yeah, is the one that's overhead. very close to the, the Fantasia. Uh, right. okay. yeah, like yeah, you yeah. kind of pass that to go there. Um, and then because we're a drinking Disney podcast, I would be... Uh, Remiss if I did not mention that the Swan and Dolphin have their own beer, 
which is really cool. Now, was the beer our favorite beer? No, it was not. But it was it was cool, and they have merchandise for the beer. It's called Fins and Feathers. Correct. And um, it's got kind of like a cool um, logo, and they sell the T-shirts in the gift shop, and it, you can buy a six-pack. It reminded me of um, the Miami Dolphins. What, just the logo? Yeah, like, I, I don't know why. Like, just the color scheme is like a, a tealish. Not as not as teal and, and a darker, orange. but yeah, it just it just yeah, I guess it, uh, it kind of does. Are you gonna show? Are you gonna show it? Scott's like trying to look and trying. There it is. Okay. Um. So yeah, it was. We got a it's six a pa- pack. It's a pale ale um, yes. beer. So I'm not the biggest pale ale Me fan. Neither. And um, it was okay. And I like pale ale, but it, it's subpar for. As far as pale ales go, but but it was just it was a, a six pack of cans was fifteen dollars. So all things considered, though, I mean, oh, that's it, compared it, to what you're paying, yeah. right? Yeah, that's in the park. okay. Okay, we drank them by the pool. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, that was good. Goodish. All right, so that that <laughs> I say there's a lot of great lounges and restaurants within the Dolphin as well. Yes, yeah, so we ended up going to Todd English's Blue Zoo, which is in the Dolphin on the ground floor. Um, that was actually recommended by one of our listeners, Micah. Um, he said that it's a legitimate happy hour. And while we did not make it there for happy hour, we did have a few drinks there that are very, like, exciting. They were, like, really fun, crazy, lit-on-fire, literally, oh. drinks. Yeah. Do you guys want to talk about yours? No. We no, got, because it'll probably oh, okay. it'll probably be a top in it off. Okay. <laughs> well, the four of us, three three of them had something that was like steaming or on fire. <laughs> yeah, mine. Yeah, mine had a, a liquid nitrogen element to it, which caused the which was a, a whole a whole it was a whole thing. It was good. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Yeah, it's cool. And, and the the bar area, I would like to go back for dinner, but I would definitely want to go back for happy hour and i believe their happy hour was five to, five seven. to seven yeah so and it's yeah and it's i cannot think of any other uh restaurant or bar on disney property right. that has a legitimate happy hour with drink specials so i would love to go back because i had a really good experience the bartender was excellent yeah it wasn't crowded no no it wasn't um, that bad and it is like if you're coming over say from walking over from epcot or the boardwalk it's right. It's basically right at the entrance. Yeah. So like you're not searching for it in this yeah, it's giant sort of, resort. It's, it's literally you go on the the door that would lead from the walkway, it's right and on it's on right. the right before you hit the located. escalator. Well, so kick off your future boardwalk bar crawl. Yeah. From, uh, Absolutely. What was it called? Todd English's Blue Zoo. Blue Zoo. Like the color blue, and then blue zoo, one blue word. Zoo one word. Yeah. Okay. Todd English is two words. I, I did just get that. Want, just want to make it. Clear. So it is a it's a it's a a really nice uh, restaurant too. Yeah, it's very classy. I felt actually a little bit uh, underdressed. Mm. We were going to Animal Kingdom after that, and I kind of felt Ugh, I'm wearing just like a. That's unusual top. for anywhere in Disney too, because you can wear a t-shirt. But again, just about anywhere. This is a yeah. I mean, you made that. You had a lot of people there for the convention, so you had people who were. Uh, not just business casual, but I would say like you know suits and and business you know, non-casual. No, but that was on a, a Saturday business. night, and I think it was like older. We had two couples 
on either side of us and they were like of the older age bracket and they looked to be just like you know like that was like a place they wanted to hang out and they were kind of a little more dressed up definitely more dressed up than the four of us were they but. also have a raw bar uh there with um some seafood specialties i know they have oysters there that the bartender was talking to me mm. about so if that's your bag it, it looks awesome I'd, I'd like to go back so yep all right so anything else having to do with the dolphin it's right so. across from the swan which has kimonos <laughs> And we like e-kimonos. <laughs> kimonos is fantastic. Great sushi, karaoke every night. Got a new drink choice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Holly, Holly found a good drink over there, too. We, we tried a lot for the sake of this podcast. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I was following you guys on Twitter, and it was... Drink after drink Oh, my goodness. Drink. <laughs> yeah. I felt the buzz even through the internet. <laughs> you had contact buzz. <laughs> yeah, I let the rest of them do the heavy lifting on that, as I usually do. Keep You know, I keep it even keeled. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> um, so let's talk about Flower and Garden. Yeah, so um, we went, it's full swing Flower and Garden Festival at Epcot. So we spent a pretty significant amount of time uh, exploring the different offerings there. Um, how do you want to handle this? Well, just, we just, some highlights? Yeah, yeah just, just we don't have to go through each of them. Oh, agree, agree. Just like, uh, yeah, standouts, just call them out. Well, and also tell me if there was anything that really stood out to you as different from the previous year. No. I, or... Well, do they have the Caribbean conch? conch, conch I can't even conch, conch. Thank you. Salad last year. I feel that was new this year. I don't know, but I loved it. It was really good. It was like I a like chopped it. salad almost. Yeah. Like it was, everything was really small and like bite-sized. Yeah. Um, a highlight for me food-wise was the shrimp and stone ground grits at Florida Fresh. It's in the back, uh, in between Morocco and France. It's like where, where Belgium Bra is. Belgium is for Brazil. I think is where. Yeah, I, I, don't know. Um, I think yeah, it's yeah. the same stand yeah. as Brazil. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, but Belgium's, Belgium's right like next to it. To yeah, um, that was definitely really, really good. The seared scallops at Northern Bloom. Ooh. And Northern Bloom had beef tenderloin over oh, fingerling good. potatoes. Scallops and beef tenderloin. Yeah. The, those two, those two dishes were my two favorite, and they were at the same stand, which yeah. was which was tough to decide. Like <laughs> Mac got the scallops, and I was like, I'll have a bite of that. But those, the dang beef tenderloin was amazing. I thought that was the best. That might have been the best because I'm looking to. They had a beer flight of uh, Canadian beers, um, and that those I thought were three <laughs> of the best beers that I had. The white ale was. Oh yeah, it, I especially that. That good. good. So that might be the best stand, best band. Yeah, and, and Northern Northern Bloom is where the Canadian mm -hmm. flower and uh, food and wine Canadian pavilion. Yeah, is. Um, it actually sounds like that's a stand comparable to a food and wine stand in terms of quality. You, you know what I was thinking about that on the drive over here, and to me, this this food is equal to or in some cases better than food and wine i think mm -hmm. i agree the cider house i had um, a hard cider flight that was delicious because one of them was strawberry black cherry and was it tropical blood orange which i didn't really care oh, for that one tasted the, like cleanser yeah like it tasted like straight up like lysol the Ooh. strawberry one i mean yeah, i could seriously drink that all day long yeah that sounds that like a good. holly uh yeah. favorite but yeah. the good thing about those is you could get the flight or you could buy it individually yeah. so 
we're saying avoid the blood orange, just go with the other go, two. Yeah, find the one that yeah. you like. The strawberry had a really good strawberry taste, and then you really tasted the cider, which was different because typically you're used to like an apple cider, but this mm -hmm. was, you know, the strawberry was a flavor that hit you. Yeah. I, uh, I had two standouts, the Caribbean con salad that Holly mentioned earlier. It has avocado, mango, and onions. I think it was, um, it, it's not a salad with, you know, lettuce. It's, it's a, uh, I, I believe it was either couscous or quinoa. I'm almost positive it was quinoa-based, quinoa. and it was really good. Um, and uh, I also had the spicy hot dog from the Pineapple Promenade, which is a full-size hot dog with pineapple chutney and plantain chips. And I thought the plantain chips were gonna be on the side. They actually crushed pieces of the plantain chips and put them on top of the hot dog. I thought it was really good and it definitely does have a kick. I, I really enjoyed that. And I'm a lush, so my two favorite things were drinks. <laughs> uh, my favorite was uh, the hibiscus margarita in Jardin de Fiesta. Um, that was amazing. That was awesome. It tasted like a, um, if you've ever berry. had the very, very hibiscus uh, from, yeah. uh, Starbucks. Starbucks, it tastes like that. And I had the elderflower pineapple margarita and I tried the watermelon white sangria and both were excellent. We tried nearly every single, Stand. Uh, every single beverage offered at Hardin de Fiestas, <laughs> except yeah. for Pacifico nope, beer. I had it. You had, had it? it. So yeah. <laughs> oh, but the, here's the thing. So uh, the booklet that they, the traditional booklet they give said with Kahlua floater. And that's what I wanted because I had it at flower. Uh, I'm getting my festival. Food and, like, food and wine. And it's incredible. But they didn't have the Kahlua flo floater. They had either pomegranate or ginger. And I had both one Friday, one Saturday, and they were both good, but I'd much rather the Kahlua floater. Did so, they just not have it that day? Did they run out? or did they, they... I got the impression they never had it, because hmm. they looked at me like I had ten heads when I said you Did don't you have show the them the book? No, because I didn't know it was in there, and then I thought I, I screwed up, on, but now I'm seeing that. Was it on the menu on in, in front of the stand? It just said, with floater. Oh. No description. See, that's in, that's interesting. Yes. <laughs> that's gross. That sounds terrible, but yeah. Uh, Was it in quotes like that? <laughs> With floater. No, no, I added the air quotes myself. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I didn't know that. And the other thing that I had that was non-alcoholic that was a drink was the Violet Lemonade, which is, oh my gosh. That was so good. So good. It was so refreshing. I wish I had one right now. It was so good. That, I love violet flavored. That things, was at so. the pineapple promenade. Promenade, yes. Mm -hmm. Do you mind if I ask? You guys got a chance to look over the wall a little bit and see the construction of. Um, help me out with the name here. Uh, the Tequila Hut. <laughs> yes. Chizo, Chizo. It's like it's like no, no. It's Chizo de Tequila. Chizo, Chizo, Anyway. How did it look to you guys? From I saw the picture, but did you get any better view from there? Yeah, we were like acting like real psychopaths. Like, <laughs> um, like Matt's like, no, we don't do anything. And like we're standing on the top stuff in Mexico, like jumping, like trying to look. Uh, it looks like there's Once some... again, when she says we, I'm also <laughs> completely excluding myself. Yeah, Matt doesn't have any fun, so... I would have stood, on, I working... stood on the ledge and just took a pic. Mm -hmm. but... You mean you didn't climb the pyramid? <laughs> yeah, right? Um, but they I did nothing illegal. Yeah, they had a. It looked like there's a. You could see the window where you'll order. It looked to me. It looked like a quick serve in like the traditional like. It looked like they had two registers, mm -hmm. like two 
boxes, stations. Yeah. yeah. And then there was a bar, you know, like you would pay there and then go uh, and pick up whatever you order. Because I think they are having food as well. Um, so I'm thinking they're going to treat it like a quick service. Yeah, that's And then it, it, from there, it was a little more difficult to see. Like you could yeah. see... It goes back towards Odyssey, but yeah, but you couldn't really see that angle at all. But they're definitely it's pretty far along. Like I was surprised how far along it was because we they were just did there say in early twenty seventeen. I know, and it's when they. And I think it. it's getting into spring of twenty seventeen at this point. Yeah. So. Well, maybe they'll hope to have it by Memorial Day. Just mm. fingers crossed. Not a announcement time. Hope <laughs> <laughs> be a soft opening. Yeah, that's true. They love doing those. Yeah, so Flower and Garden was great. We did not go into the Butterfly Hut, but we did, um, Rob got to go in the DVC Lounge in Epcot. Yep, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, a good place to relax. I mean, we went a little early. Uh, you could charge devices. They have USB connections everywhere, it seemed like. Um, but just to cool off, I got a big bag of gummy bears. Yeah, so that was nice to have. I was really, we were waiting for Flower and Garden to open up. So just, like, just to cool off, you yeah. got a big bag of gummy bears. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they come around with a cart with like all kinds of snacks. So the gummy bears seemed like the best value for what was there for free. That reminds me of the Hogwarts Express. Like they just come around, they're like, yes, that was chocolate very, frog? It is very much like the Hogwarts Express. That's <laughs> so a nice lady with a cart. Um, yeah, it's nice to just go up there and chillax and yeah. recharge your ba your batteries and your cell phone oh, batteries. Yeah. So, so poetic. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the other, they had a new topiary this year that was the Cars 3 topiary. Oh, which yeah, they were cool. kind of like not somewhere they had one before. It was over on the path that connects like behind mouse gear, how you get over to test track. Um, that sometimes that path's closed, but it was open, and they had, like, Cruz is his name, the new guy, um, and then uh, Lightning McQueen. So that was cool, and that was that was new from last year that they, you know, didn't have topiaries, I don't believe, over in that section. I, I think, I, yeah, I don't I remember. I think those are new, so. Anybody else have anything about Flower and Garden? I think we hit it pretty... We hit it hard. <laughs> I was going to say, I want to mention a dessert, though, because we did try a dessert. I think this is the only dessert I think we Oh, had. yeah. <laughs> uh, that was really yeah. good. Uh, it was the key lime tart with toasted meringue at the Florida Fresh kiosk. And I think, Matt, you split this with me. Yeah, I split it with Holly. And I love key lime. And, uh, it was good. It was really good. That, that, I can say, is a refreshing dessert. I feel like key lime is a... Mm -hmm. It's a nice palate cleanser, and it was a decent portion size, and yeah, it was delicious. Good call. I totally forgot about that. And then we did, while we were in Epcot, um, I had a good buzz on, and I wanted to continue it by going somewhere I'd never gone before. We went to uh, Spice Road Table mm -hmm. um, in Morocco, and that's somewhere that, that opened at the same time as uh, the wine cellar in Italy, that they're kind of like separate in that you don't make reservations for them. They're like, I think it's considered, I don't want to say this wrong, because I think there's like a restaurant portion and then there's like the lounge portion. So we went to like, we sat on the water um, and it was really awesome yes. our waitress was amazing and the food that we had was yes. 
phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Rob got a baked brie with apricot on it, mm. and it was... That was so good. So I, would, good. I don't know even what made me. I was like, uh, the apricots, whatever. I'll just eat the cheese. And I just figured the apricots were like on the side as like, you know, uh, garnish. Yeah. I don't know where you would have gotten that idea. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to expect, but um, it, it was on top of the brie, and it, it was such an incredible combination. It was just so good. What it came with like pita, mm-hmm. pita bread, just really, really good. And Catherine and I got a, a hummus uh, platter. Trio, it was like a... Oh. Yeah. Hummus oh, one good. other thing that I got that I absolutely loved. I had an onion tart oh, yeah. in France. And like, it was savory. It wasn't sweet, but it was like a little piece of garlic bread with like onion on it. And it was so good. <laughs> it was amazing. And they serve it hot and it was like like really like oily with like garlic and like parsley and it was so good yeah but i highly recommend uh spice road uh mm-hmm. is a nice place to um they have a nice outdoor seating under a uh under a canopy and uh yeah the really drinks were really good too good, they have good drinks um i have two uh, topping it offs there yeah <laughs> oh, save them mm-hmm. so does that you can't. You can make reservations there. Oh, can you? Okay. Yes. I I knew that it was kind of similar to like not like a full on. It's not like a full blown restaurant. Would you call it? Because it was mostly small plates, wasn't it? Right, and I, I looked at the the menu, especially for lunch, and it says Mediterranean small plates. So hummus and olives, fried calamari. Mm. You, you they had like three or four entrees, but it wasn't an extensive menu. And now I'm just looking at the dinner. It looks like they add a few more entrees to the dinner menu. Um, and I will say, people, I am a picky, picky eater. Um, <laughs> and Saturday I went outside of my comfort zone pretty far. Um, and this was the start of it. <laughs> no, I agree with you. This is traditionally cuisine that I stay away. It just doesn't. I, I don't like olives. Like yeah. Mediterranean is not my cup of tea. Uh yeah. It was but it was, this really was really, good. it was still really, really good. I would 100% go back there. In yeah. fact, I, and I really like the wine cellar in Italy. It's one of my favorite, like, secret hideaways in Epcot. But I would say that I almost like this better. I thought that this was better. Wow. So I would definitely go back. All right. So what Should else? travel to Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm actually really eager to talk about Animal Kingdom because right, we usually don't, uh, you know, as as a lot of our listeners know, we kind of are a little neglectful on Animal Kingdom. I think that we've kind of made it clear that collectively, it's probably our least favorite of the four parks. However, I had a great time in Animal Kingdom this last time. This is before, obviously, the opening, the official opening of Pandora. <laughs> you just said that like we got to go into Pandora, like, but we got in. <laughs> we did not go into Pandora. We were able to see um, the floating. What are they called? The mountains. Mountains. Yep, they look awesome. I mean, I'm 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 very excited to go in, but I'm not going to talk about Pandora because we did not get to see it. What we did do was Catherine and I had fast passes for the nighttime safari, which we have had yet to do. So when we got there. Holly and Rob went to the Nomad Lounge, saved us a seat, and we went to do the nighttime safari. We had easily the best safari experience we've ever had. It's, it really is a totally different experience. And obviously, 
every safari experience night or day is going to vary just based on the fact that these are wild animals and their activity varies. <laughs> so we had such active animals on this safari. We saw the hyenas, which were up and lurking around, which was awesome. We had a huge group of wildebeest that were like right, like there were like 30 of them. It was crazy and they were so close. We had baby giraffes that were like walking right in front of us. And then the coup de Gracie, we, uh, we went to, uh, the, we got to the lion. Well, we were talking to the cast member at, at the front when we were loading on and I, you know, I always like to like interview cast members and I was like, what's so great about the nighttime safari? Like, what's the major difference? And she was like, oh, well, the lions. And she was like, you know, the lions are a lot more active and you can hear them roaring. And we're like, oh, She okay. said sometimes. Sometimes. She said because they like, sleep all day and then they're, you know, they hunt at, and they get up at night. And she said sometimes, like, if you're lucky, you can hear them roaring and stuff. And we're like, there's no way we're going to get that. So then <laughs> we, like, get, we get to that um, rock uh, formation where the lions are. And we go around that, um, uh, that curve. Mm -hmm. You make a left-hand uh, turn. And we're like, we're not seeing anything. And then we see lions. And the lioness was, like, dead asleep on the edge of the, of the rock face. And we're like... I mean, it's adorable, but, you know, whatever. And just as we're, like, rounding, we're going really slow, we see, like, movement behind her, and it's the um, the male lion. He gets up, and he just start, lets out this huge growl, which wakes up the mother lion, and then he just starts walking around, just and they start, like, growling at each other, and it was awesome. It was so cool, and you never get to see that during the daytime and it safari. was deafening. It was so loud, and it freaked everybody out in, <laughs> in the tram. Everyone was quiet. Like, it wasn't like, oh my god, let me get my photo. It was like, stillness. Oh, cool. Everyone was quiet, just like, yeah, you you yield to the king of the jungle. For real. It was awesome. For real. Yeah, it was it was sweet and uh definitely our best safari experience by far. Something I didn't at is that lit? Uh, like because it was pretty dark when no, you guys went on that. It was it not dark. it was not lit. The only part that is have you done the nighttime safari? We had. We had I, know, it, it, I know Holly did. I did with my sister. Yeah, Lincoln. we did it back in July, like right after it opened up. I'm so confused. If anybody can fill me in about the like lighting back past the hyenas, like right where you always see the giraffes. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there's like this light grid, I'll call it, mm -hmm. but it looks like a building. Like. Small world at Disneyland at night. Like, it is, like, intense, like, orange colors. Yeah. Like, and they're not, it's not, like, a solid, it's, like, little flashes and plumes and, like, little, like, designs almost. And I don't understand what it was. Like, everyone was, like, looking back there, like, what is that? And that has to be, like, the, what are they called? Like, the sunset, like, that lighting. Was, I think that was supposed to be what they were hmm. going for. But, but it looked okay. really, like, it almost looked like fire back there. Like, it's it was, very, like, a big screen that was strange. just, like, it's, it's very, far in the back. It's it's weird looking. It's a, it's a little off-putting. I know, like, it, w it was very strange. But I don't know if that just helped us, like, see, like, the savanna animals. Like, was it really that bright? I can't. 
I can't know. tell you, but the lines were not lit up. Okay. You could. I forgot. Like I only did it once, and when we went, it was still relatively dusk, so you still had a lot of natural light. Um, but I feel like it was really dark when you, at least when you guys got off the ride. I imagine your eyes adjust to that, though. That's true. Yeah. Oh, the. And uh, they have lights on the the the. The truck, the truck, right? Yes. I think they. Yes, you. I mean, you use their headlights. Yeah. I mean, no, but no. I think they inside, have a, yeah. a spotlight. That, yeah. The, so. Yeah. Um. The other thing is, like, we passed like the elephants, and it was so dark, and they don't have any lights towards the side. That like there was a baby elephant, like they had that tree there, and there was a baby elephant walking in front of it, and it was like the creepiest thing ever because it looked like a shadow. Mm. Like you could not make out. Like it was very dark. There, that I mean, it was you could just see like, the outline of the elephant. You could see sure. the, but it wasn't like you couldn't make out details. No, it was it like was, the, yeah. it was a shot. It was very shadowy. Yeah, it was but like it was, the it profile was, of a of a baby elephant. Yeah, I'm the first to talk crap on Animal Kingdom, but I will tell you that I will make it a priority to like sacrifice a day of fast passes <laughs> to put my fast passes at night at Animal wow. Kingdom because the nighttime safari was I have to do it again and actually if I go to Animal Kingdom again I think I will only go to Animal Kingdom at night I loved it at yeah, it was a much different park mm -hmm. even just walking around it felt so much better yeah and then obviously we went and met Rob and Holly over at the Nomad Lounge we've talked I mean Rob and Holly this was Catherine and my first uh, time there uh, Rob and Holly have talked extensively on past episodes about how they love it. Uh, I think our consensus for Catherine and I was that we love it too. It's a great spot. They have awesome drinks. Um, they um, have a good food menu. I was really, really impressed with the Nomad Lounge. We have not done Tiffin's either, which is the sit-down portion of that restaurant area, which is very close to the entrance of Pandora, but... Yeah, we had an awesome time at Nomad Lounge. I'm not going to... I mean, we've talked kind of a lot about Nomad Lounge on prior episodes, so I'm not going to get too much into it. It, um, When you guys said we would sit out on the porch, yeah. I was picturing, like, a bar in York specifically, like, <laughs> where it's, like, a large, like, seating area, and you have a... This is very intimate. It is... It is just a walkway with a table on one side and, like... A couch mm -hmm. on the other side, so it's not like this. Like it is like a if, wraparound porch. Like if it's a, around the back. I mean, it's there's a lot of seating out there, but like it's not like oh, there's a bratty kid five tables down, <laughs> and I can see him. Like like it's very like exclusive. I would say like you sit over there and you really don't have much awareness of other people, which we I also, love. We were also there <laughs> when it was not that busy, and I have said this multiple times. This is before the opening of Pandora. I don't when, know why you're prefacing it. Because like when that this, starts, like, when that gets busy, yeah, I, it's I gonna assume be crazy. that the Nomad Go to the Nomad Lounge, lounge now. Yes. Go, go now. That's why I'm prefacing Fine. it. Fine. I know, but you're saying it like people are going to be listening back and being like, well, it's busy. But, <laughs> I mean, go to the Nomad Lounge now before Pandora opens. I couldn't get over the, so few. I thought we would struggle to get a table. <laughs> there was, there was yeah. one other table when we walked up, and then by the time you guys got there, we were the only ones. Yeah, so was, I, was I'm just shocked that that's the case. Oh, but. and it should be said that you can get drinks to oh, go yeah. at Nomad Lounge. Oh, um, yes. Ooh. Yeah, it changed Among things. other places. So we were able to, um, as long as they're still serving drinks, they Yeah, will. it was last call, and uh, we had to get over for our Fast Pass for Rivers of Light. 
And so, so but we wanted another drink to go. Yeah. So. What time is their last call? What do you remember? I think well, the, the light, light was, was at 9:30. 9 so nine. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was around nine. And I think it was like a yeah. little past uh, last call. So she was like, well, let me see if I can get she goes, this. Well, I didn't tell you it was last call, so it's not fair. So I'll, I'll <laughs> give you. And then when Rob ordered another beer, she was like, oh, if all you want is a beer. Yeah, we'll, we'll give that to but you. But you got a drink to I got right? a drink drink. I got a Jen's tattoo, which is amazing. Yeah, I know. What a terrible name for an amazingly <laughs> delicious drink. That's what I so said when good. she was telling me. So yeah. it's a name like that, I know. it has to be good. And then we went to Rivers of Light. I know we're taking taking up like so much time of this um what with what well it's run we're running a little long i okay. but we'll just, the well, we'll just quickly talk about how rivers of light sucks and we'll wrap it up uh Catherine? <laughs> rivers of light was disappointing i was yes. disappointed by it yep um it wants to be illuminations with animals that's what it is it's 100 agree like it's a it's a soundtrack that you know it's like the, the disney soundtrack and be empowered and united by nature and humanity the challenge of this is that there's so many nighttime options that are good right yes. now also um if, if you've listened to prior episodes or if you're up on the news on rivers of light this was a trouble project from the jump this was supposed to open uh a Last year ago Memorial Day. so there, it has gone through a lot of changes. They had a lot of logistical and technological issues involving this show. And it's evident when you watch it, I think, it seems to be a Frankenstein's monster of sorts where they have <laughs> picked together the things that work as in, and I don't mean like work as a show, I mean like work logistically and technologically and pasted them all together and it doesn't seem unified and it doesn't seem to be cohesive and it really, really suffers. There are some things that I did like. I thought that some of the water projections are some of the best they've ever done. I'm not a huge fan of that as they do in World of Color and also Fantasmic. I just think it always ends up looking like yeah, it's kind of a distorted, um, a distorted projection on a water face. You which... watch your tongue about Fantasmic. Okay, it doesn't look that great though. I mean, it's I mean, Fantasmic's amazing, but I don't think it's because of the the water projections. But they do it really, really well there. The soundtrack is meh. It's it's like Catherine said. It's like it's a very similar song to the Illumination Suite, and yeah, it's just and there's like a segment in the middle where they're just showing like animals being cute with each other and it's like here's a line and another line kissing so here's here's my <laughs> question for lame. you if you went to the night or uh, the nighttime safari and you went to the nomad lounge dodge. would you just head on out rather yes. than catch yep. yes dude beat yes. the crowds this, yes this thing is not worth seeing i mean for us, I mean, I had to see it out of, you know, I, I have heard that it's not very good. And then I saw with my own eyes that it is, in fact, yes, not very good. I think it's fair to say that you have to see something before you can really yes. make it's just, that judgment. Yeah, yeah I no, I, yeah, I bet, totally. My favorite thing about it is before the show starts, they light up. There's some, like, ambient lighting that they do, and they light up. The seating is around Expedition Everest and kind of goes into like the Nemo area, like down up down the waterbed, along the water. You're not in the water, um, 
But your view is of like the walkway where like flame tree is and like where like you cross over to come into Africa, like that whole area. And it's very, it, it's very heavily wooded. So you're looking at essentially a landscape of trees. Well, they light that up before the show and they do a projection, mm -hmm. but it's the most subtle projection ever. It's just like, like you see like birds flying ah. and like, it's so cool. I don't know how they did that. That's cool. It was awesome. That was my favorite part. Yeah. And that was my favorite part of Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam was the pre-show with the snow on the great movie ride. Like, like I really take appreciation for these like little, I think that subtlety was like the coolest thing. Like I was just sitting there like staring into the trees and they did like, a shadow of like a big bird like going around and like leaves falling like it was really cool so put on your imagineer hat for a second what would you do to make it better see it's tough because or they would you just scrap it i don't I know does animal kingdom <laughs> no <laughs> it's really tough because they're obviously limited because they can't do a full-on fireworks show because they have live animals and they can't disturb the habitat would you be of the opinion that that this is not the type of thing that Animal Kingdom should have then because they can't do what they need to do? I don't know. And, and also, uh, as Rob has pointed out before and was talking about it to me during, that there was supposed to be a hev heavy drone presence. That was the big rumor that was supposed to add a lot of extra flair to this. And obviously, they that is not a part of the show in its current state. I don't know if it will be in, in the future. But who knows what kind of element that that would have added to this. I mean, could it have saved it? It just feels very barren. And I'm obviously not an Imagineer. So I, when I was watching it, I I wasn't thinking like, oh, you could easily add this and this and it would make it so much better. Because I don't think that, uh, at least, I don't think anyone here has that idea, but it is very apparent that it's just kind of barren and it's missing something. It's missing that special Disney touch, and I would not feel compelled in the slightest to go see it again. It's definitely a work in progress, I think. It's kind of over time. I think they'll do stuff to they'll it do to change it. They'll do stuff to it to change yeah. it up, so just a matter of when and what they're going to do. Yeah. So. We did get to see the uh, Tree of Life Tree of cool. Life show, the Tree of Life Nighttime Awakenings. As we were walking two of uh, two rivers of light and back, we got to see a little bit of that, and that was really cool. I thought that was cute, well done. Yeah, it's just like quick little vignettes with projection mapping on the tree with uh, set to music, and quite frankly, I was more entertained by that than I was the Rivers of Light show. Me too, and there was no crowd there either. Like everyone was walking out, no one was even paying attention. I'm like, this is awesome. That's very cool. So yeah. that was our Animal Kingdom night. We also went to Sanaa after that, making it a full-on Animal Kingdom-themed <laughs> evening. Uh, we did the bread service, which has been recommended to us many times. So awesome. Loyal so awesome. listener, Pete Carney, loves the bread service. and uh, Did not disappoint. <coughs> no, I got a didn't. picture of an empty plate from the bread service, I think, if I recall. Scott said, where's the bread? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We got the bread service. Empty plate. <laughs> it just so if you've, you've never been to Animal Kingdom Lodge, it's essentially two hotels in one. So there's the... What I would consider the traditional, what you would probably see in, in shows or online is Jumbo House, which is the main building. 
Um, then they have the DVC portion, which is not attached. There is a walkway. It's a long walk. It is um, called is Kadani, Kadani Village. Called Kadani Village, and so Sanat is within Kadani Village. So if you are taking a bus there uh, sure from the park, make sure you get off at Kadani Village if you want to go to Sanat. And holy so. crap, when we were at when we were waiting to get into Sanat, or or I was waiting for one of you guys, or before no, we, we were went into Sanat. Oh, it waiting for the Uber. Yeah. yeah. There's this little walkway area. There's like a little right, right outside the door. It's almost like a pier, like yeah. on yeah. land. Yeah. <laughs> you walk out and there's like a little circular, sit, circular sitting area at the end that has a little fire pit and, and seats. And you're, you have a view of the uh, wildlife out there. And we were seeing like... There was a zebra. There was a zebra. We were seeing um, antelopes, and they were like really up close. It was awesome. <laughs> this was pretty late, right? Yeah, yeah. this was okay, really yeah. late. This was after it was rad. Yeah. So wildebeest. Yeah. Yeah, and yes. this was so. If you're like late night at Sanaa, getting the bread service, and you walk out, you might also get to see some wild animals. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it was. It was really that was that was nice. We'll get it. I'm sure we'll talk about Sanaa a little bit more in depth, and if we if we kind of this comes up with another topic but it was very enjoyable it's yeah. something i would definitely want to do again uh that would be something that would make a special trip there definitely mm-hmm. i was gonna say um our last day we checked out the new wilderness lodge the geyser point yep um sorry it's okay <laughs> We were Holly. very tired. <laughs> it was Holly's, a long day. Holly's getting over a cold. It should be said. The flu. <laughs> yeah. The flu. Um, yeah. So. I thought like the atmosphere. I thought it was great. I like. I loved it. I like like sitting outside by the water. Um, we did try the special, the secret menu drink. Was mm-hmm. it the Blue Wilderness? Yep. And. Yeah. It's it was crazy it, about it. I think it's misnamed. It was more of a Trader Sam drink mm-hmm. than I anything else. You. Yeah, but, it wasn't. It, it didn't fit the theme of no. uh, wilderness. I agree with you. The food was incredible. I liked my. I had a turkey sandwich that was delicious. I don't even remember what I got. We had those salmon BLT. The salmon oh, BLT. yeah, the salmon BLT was good. That was really yeah, good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I think that um, due to the fact that this was a really long day for us, we had a late <laughs> flight out. And this is the last thing we did before heading to the airport. And so we had already checked out of the hotel. So um, we had to basically just, we were at it all day. And typically we like to siesta midday and that wasn't in the card. So we were a li- we were pretty wiped by the time we got to Geyser Point. And I think that hampered our overall uh, experience there. So I'd like to go back on a day where I'm more energized because I don't feel like I was able to give it a fair shake. I hated it. <laughs> yeah, I did. I hated it. I hated it. It there's no walls, so what you can only eat there April through November. I mean, I'm not sitting out. I was freezing, and it was 95 degrees earlier that day, and it was only 70 degrees. And you're on the water, the winds whipping through there, and there are kids running around everywhere. The quick service is right there. I'm watching friggin' basketball. Uh-uh. I hated it. I hated it. I won't be going back there. I would say I didn't like 
the where we sat. Me neither. Like we had that wall behind us, and I felt like we were just like the bathroom segregated. The, the bathrooms like, were right in. It was it was like sitting here and that being the bathroom, and the bathroom was like just ten feet opening. away. It was in your face. There was nothing you could do. You were facing it. So unless you looked over and you were looking at the water, like the water was pretty, and I guess. Like I was looking at that other group that had like maybe 10 people with them and they had like, they kind of had a nicer view and they were like kind of on the the scenery. Like I, I feel like it doesn't know what it is right now because I, I didn't like the TVs. Like either you're like a sports bar and like, you know, like give me a good beer and like, I'm not into like the scenery at a sports bar or you're like an outdoorsy that fits with the wilderness lodge that, you know, is, family friendly like there were kids everywhere and like like is it a bar or is it a restaurant and i didn't like yeah. the food i, I had a burger i wasn't crazy about and it and i kind of also was a bit distracted because it was sunday night and it was the first day of mlb baseball season so i was watching the game and i wasn't really like i don't think that i had my uh my microscope on to really look at or I wasn't looking through a microscope at all the details of the actual place as well as I should have so but I'd be willing to go back I didn't absolutely hate it the way Catherine describes I'd be willing to go back with a fresh set of yeah. eyes I don't I don't know if I ever would go back if, if Trader Sam's is there I'm picking Trader Sam's every time e even the outside portion I'd rather go to even if you don't get like the theming of Trader Sam's. I'd rather do that. And I like the... Is there another bar there? Where? In, in the Wilderness Lodge? Not currently, I don't think. Oh, they have the lounge at Artist Point. No, but... because the, the, the pool bar is going away because of this. You're right, though. I, now, like, the, I'm thinking about where... I, I think it's where we... I, I think if we sat, like, closer to the entrance and you didn't have... Like, I'm thinking you had those families with, like, the quick service, like, walking through there and the kids were just like banshees Running, everywhere yeah. yeah it might have been uh, it's i think it's a combination of things that that made it not a, a super great experience which is why i'm willing to go back and see if you know yeah but uh, again it There's was better options it was 95 it degrees out on sunday maybe even higher than that and it rained and i was freezing I don't sitting there being that cold and there. Um, so when, when is the time to go in the middle of the summer when it's like 90 degrees at night? I mean, I just don't know. This is not going to be a year round destination that you cannot in January. I brought a coat with me. I had hat and gloves on the time we see a wilderness lodge in January. I am not going to go sit at that oh, bar. Oh, certainly. Like there's <laughs> no way. I just, I just don't understand what they were thinking with like the open. It's open. It's a pavilion. It's an open. There are no walls. Huh. I, I'm, I just, not for me. But I'll tell you what was for me. We went to homecoming. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. If you are in, oh my god, the food. <laughs> and I'm not a southern cooking type of girl. I loved it. Every single thing I ate was like the most delicious thing I'd ever had. And that and was another place where drinks to go. Yeah, to. drinks to go. Homecoming there. at Disney Springs is yeah, it gets a thumbs up from me. I I ate I, it's it's bad. It's, it's <laughs> you just bad. said it's bad. It's bad for you. It's like it's, it's good I, for your soul. <laughs> yeah, it's it's straight up. I had a fried chicken. It was absolutely delicious. The mashed potatoes were incredible. This is some. Um, 
good old fatty southern american cuisine oh, so good so know what you're getting into but it was delicious and you can get to go drinks again um i'll point this out so when we walked up it was friday seven ish or yeah. whatever prime busy time. you know prime time dinner time Line out the door to put your name in yes I knew that the outdoor seating was first come, first serve. Saw an empty table. I just confirmed quick with the hostess. I was like, these are first come, first serve, right? Just went and grabbed the table. We had no weight. Just sat down. <laughs> That's a life hack. Yeah. So just be aware if you're willing to sit outside, uh, it's the same menu. It's the same everything. And great server. Yep. We had an amazing server, yeah. too. Yeah, it was awesome. So. There was the, the yeah. acoustic uh, Set. duo yeah. again yeah, out there that Holly and I saw in January. Um, really they're good. fun, yeah. You know, so good. yeah, definitely check this place out. Yeah. All right, so yeah, we're like we said, this, we're going a little long. We had a lot of stuff to um, to fit into this episode, but I think that's we covered all the important aspects of the trip. Um, so that brings us to our last call segment. So does anyone have any last call items? I have a last call. Um, at Disney Springs, uh, the Polite Pig is going to be opening up. It's a new restaurant. And I believe it opens tomorrow, April 10th, I was reading. Um, we'll have to post the um, the menu on our Facebook page. Yeah, I was waiting for some pictures to show up. So it's it's within the, the town center. Um, I think it's across from Unique Glow. Yeah. Um, it's right. next to Amaret's Patisserie and like Levi, I want to say. Okay. So it's a it's a quick service um, barbecue, for lack of a better description. Um, yeah, so that's tomorrow. And also in Disney Springs, the weekend we were there, the dress shop opened in uh, Cherry yeah. Tree Lane, which was really fun. We saw a lot of girls wearing the dresses out after the day. It like it, they're like the vintage, more like pinup inspired. Um, really, really, really cool. And they sell the fabric too for the dresses. So if you want to make something other like a pillow or something. Oh man, they had beautiful stuff. So check that out. Um, one thing that I wanted to add was, um, we talked about this um, previously in passing on, on some previous episodes, but um, the Jungle Cruise movie, which I believe is going to be, be called Jungle Cruise with Dwayne The Rock Johnson is going to start uh, filming in spring of 2018. And uh, The Rock's going to headline and produce uh, the film. So he's becoming a bit of a Disney golden boy. Yeah. With Moana, and he had the Witch Mountain. Uh, I bet you he'll movie. be at D23. I would agree. That'd be awesome. Live action panel. He'll yeah. be there. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm actually really curious as to how our friend of the podcast, Skipper Kyle of Tales from the Jungle Cruise, feels about this Jungle Cruise movie. So maybe we'll talk to him and get his, uh, get his feeling on this. I hope it's good. I, I mean, know. Like, I hope it's not just kid cliche. Yeah, because, I mean, the last, I mean, aside from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, the last movie that they tried to do like this that I can think of is The Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy, and that's a garbage fire. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> you, you can see it going either way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hope that it's, I know, it's, <laughs> because it's such a beloved ride, much like Haunted Mansion, that you're like, you better do this freaking thing justice. And you would hope with The Rock um, which I like him in pretty much everything. I don't want him attached to something that sucks too. So I have high hopes. I'm yeah, cautiously optimistic. I, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. All right. And just anyone? want you just uh, rest in peace to Don Rickles, yeah, the voice yeah. of uh, Mr. Oh, yeah. Potato Head. Yeah. 
yeah. huge fan of his comedy in general. And then the Disney connection. So yeah, a legend. Sad, his, you know, yeah. 90, 90 years old, but he was he was an awesome guy. So Yeah, absolutely. All right, this cheers goes out to Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. Yep. All right, cheers, everyone. Cheers. cheers.